0: Hello, Postables and Hallmarkies. Welcome to Deliver Me a Podcast and to this very, very special episode. This is a bonus episode for Happy Fourth of July. So I did something a little special today. So I'm wearing my American flag shirt. If you're watching on YouTube, there we go. (laughs) And I put my hair in braids to give it that kind of picnic-y summertime <laughs> look. <laughs> so that's how I celebrate the 4th of July. <laughs> and yep. I've got my lovely co-host here, Casey. So what do you got? Hello,
1: I'm wearing blue and blue and blue. I'm blue wearing blue <laughs> 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 It works for 4th of July.
0: <laughs> it works. <laughs> we are honoring our servicemen and women who work so hard to keep this country free. And we are hoping for peace where there is unrest soon. And we are praying for that always and always, of course. So today we have two very special guests with us. We have Joel Berg who played Buzz in To Whom It May Concern. So we're going to be talking with him. And then we have Miss Tammy Gillis who plays Randall In "Truth Be Told" and "Impossible Dream,"
1: I'm really excited to kind of get an inside scoop. Absolutely,
0: absolutely, because playing a soldier is not easy. Because you're maybe not portraying a real person, but you are portraying experiences that Mm -hmm. everyday people go through every day. Right. So it's going to be very interesting to hear how they honored the men and women that served Mm -hmm. in the same capacity as their characters so yes we're very excited
1: i just wanted to say cami i don't know about you because we haven't gotten to tammy gillis's movies we haven't reviewed them just yet but those three always make me cry because of the the story with the soldiers and the reunification with people and it's just every single time right (laughs)
0: Oh my so, goodness! This is
1: going to be really exciting.
0: It's going to be great. So here we go. First up, Mr. Joel Berg. Hi, Joel.
2: What's, up? <laughs> What's going on? How are no, you, sir? You. Doing very well, thank you. Uh, thanks for asking.
0: Oh, um, yeah. More than yeah
2: decided to dive right in, you know, um just fire away, don't hold back and let's, let's see what's up here.
0: Well, uh first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you uh how you auditioned and uh heard about the role of Buzz and what uh and how you got started in acting and just tell us a little bit about you.
2: Yeah, sure. Um well, I'm from uh Vancouver Island in Canada for for a little time before when i was really young we grew up on a, a ranch in northern canada with like no power and you know we'd go down to the river and like grab buckets of water it was like really primitive you know and that's
0: very primitive
2: <laughs> yeah yeah it was a proper proper ranch and then yeah and then we lived um, um but mostly where i'm from is victoria and oh, but like wow. growing up in that way we'd you know we never cable or anything so we'd uh we just had like a stack of movies, you know, like just, a ton. and we'd watch the same movie, like Groundhog Day, I remember. The, man,
0: oh so my hundred, goodness.
2: <laughs> you know, it's like every day, you just kind of throw it on, and then of was like every day in the background, Groundhog Day was playing. You know, we watched these movies over and over again. Yeah, movies were like those, despite growing up literally in the wilderness, it was like movies were a big thing, you know? It was like a, the escape, this a big adventure. And it was so like, you know, I knew nothing about movies. And then I don't know, maybe when I was like 10 or something when you're we living in Victoria, I heard about my, my older stepbrother was from Alberta who got a, he was just an extra in um, Legends of the Fall. And mm-hmm. I don't really know, I didn't know the movie at the time, but all I heard was he was in the movie. He like, it was in this war scene. He fell down a hill got all like muddy and stuff. And I was like, "What? You're you're in that movie?" And I was like, "That's like the coolest thing I ever heard of." And so, you know, I, I knew nothing about getting into the industry, and so mm-hmm. that was that was the first time I was really, you know, I was like, "Oh, I was I really wanted to get into it." Um, but you know, and maybe until uh, maybe seventeen or something is when I I kind of pursued it, yeah, and then got like a film agent. Um, and just kind of went for it, you know, and kind of figured it out as, as I went along and started training with, um, with some coaches, you know, in Vancouver. And yeah, that was kind of like my, the intro into the industry really. And yeah, I guess after about four or five years acting, I was like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah. I want to, I want to keep doing this pro, you know, the rest of my life. So. You know, with the ups and downs, I was like, there's a bit too many ups and downs. So I wanted to get something kind of in film to keep me busy so I can navigate kind of and have like a bit more of a grounding. So I studied visual effects in England. Um, So I moved to England for like four, you know, three years or so.
0: Where in Um, England? In London. Oh, wow.
2: Um, (gasps) Yes, I studied at Metropolitan Film School yeah, London's a pretty tough city, but uh, it was a lot of fun, you know, and it was on a budget the whole time, and it was a kind of a big mashup. <laughs> but,
0: I'm sure, yeah.
2: You know, Leicester Square and Piccadilly Circus area always had, like, big um, big uh, premieres and stuff going on oh, for sure, Harry Potter yeah. at the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, really oh
0: man, I can only imagine <laughs> Harry Potter.
2: Yeah, oh, man, yeah, for sure, right? You know i just yeah it really feels like you're kind of a, a part of it you know um or like the buzz the area you know it's really kind of exciting yeah i worked in london for a little bit and then i uh, came back to vancouver and just uh kept pursuing acting and you know training and and things like that and well my main job usually was um doing visual effects in mm-hmm. uh, studios oh. but yeah, so that's kind of it, and that's that's kind of what I do now. Um, I've always got, you know, visual effects going in the background somewhere, you know, uh, and um, yeah, you know, uh, now that we're kind of getting through this COVID thing, you know, some things are starting to film again, and then we can get back out there, and um, yeah. oh, I guess, and, and to answer your question, <laughs> despite of all that your other ah, yeah,
0: it's okay, it's okay. <laughs>
2: um yeah and then about that role yeah i got an audition for uh for buzz and um yeah it was really you know it it just felt so natural because my dad's uh, american and he did two tours in vietnam and it really felt close to home you know um
3: oh my and
2: i've always kind of had the uh that in my life um a little bit or you know mm-hmm. with him and uh taking care of him and you know he's he's held it together pretty good, which is, which has always been, uh, been pretty proud of him, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And so it was, it was kind of a no brainer. Just kind of went there and did my thing, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah, got that. And yeah, it was a real kind of chance to, you know, pay tribute to my old man and and Mm -hmm. respect, you know, for, for everybody who serves, you know, um, and the sacrifices they make.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. That's that's awesome. Wow. Like you can draw from almost a personal story, you know, especially with your with your father having served in Vietnam and everything. So that's that's mm-hmm. got to be kind of special.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean we we kind of grew up watching you know uh, war movies and stuff and <laughs> Vietnam movies and, you know. <laughs> okay. They're pretty intense too, right? Mm-hmm. Uh Yeah. But I've always kind of wanted to do that for him and know get a little bit better of an understanding um so yeah it was really kind of close to home i guess
0: so was that was that what sold you on the role was to to kind of honor your dad or was there anything else that was really appealing about the role of buzz to you
2: yeah you know it's like you 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 want to be the hero like as an actor (laughs) who doesn't (laughs) Uh, yeah and so you know it's kind of like we got heroes every day you know we don't see them all the time or recognize them but you know they play a big part of our you know um how we're able to do the things that we do or Mm -hmm. it was definitely um just kind of a a time to appreciate i guess yeah Um, and plus you know it's my dad always said it was pretty he had a great time in the military as well Mm -hmm. um you know, jumping on helicopters and stuff like that. And he's got some pretty wild stories, but. Oh, I bet. Uh, he can. He does sometimes touch in like the, the fun that he did have as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, you know, it was pretty rough for him. When I was a kid, we, you know, you'd kind of run around with a camcorder with like some, with no storyline and like a bow and arrow <laughs> and you go shoot your friend with, you'd have like some catch up. You know, and then he'd, like, shoot you back, and then there's just, like, this montage of shooting each other with his bow and arrow, like, <laughs> in his house. Or, like, but, you know, and it kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of playing like that, I guess. Um, before I, I wanted to act, I originally um, wanted to get into pyrotechnics, because, you know, I just loved explosions and stuff like that you like to make
0: things go boom <laughs> Yeah, right.
2: Like
0: who does it? you sound That's like, like it my is. husband <laughs>
2: <laughs> like the explosion right to sell it
3: <laughs>
2: yeah right so uh, yeah i mean and those guys are having a ton of fun you know they yeah they got all their special mm-hmm. effects which is which is super dope and yeah just a ton of fun and it's like movie magic right
3: mm-hmm. yeah
2: like the visual stuff is cool but you know i'm i also don't love a lot of it because it's it can take away right and it's not it's just supposed to like immerse yourself further but it doesn't it takes away and they try to sell just the visual effects right but ideally you know it just works in tandem and then uh and it just immerses you further and you you know whenever you don't go wow that that's a great looking like cg thing i mean that's the point you're not supposed to be like you know it's just uh-huh. supposed to help help you into the story, that's all.
0: Right. But anyway,
2: so anything practical, practical effects, I think goes so much further. We can enhance it with the visual effects, but yeah, with the practical guys, like that's the movie magic, you know, like the mm-hmm. the wind going in the hair off camera, and it's, it looks awesome, but it's just like someone with a fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like three inches away from the frame.
1: In the Sign Sealed delivered episode, to whom it may concern, was there a lot of CG effect, CGI, or was was that just all special no, that,
2: effects, or? Yeah, a lot of that's uh, practical. You know, like hmm. uh, well, definitely the war scenes; those were all uh, special effects, which is you know. Um, oh wow! Practical effects, you know. Where was it like, filmed? Um, there's this little patch of sand that's uh north of vancouver i'm not sure if you're film, uh familiar with it but
0: no I'm a, not so there's
2: like a nice diving area called Porto cove uh, oh. towards it's towards squamish which is towards whistler
1: mm-hmm. okay yeah uh,
2: and it you know it just kind of flattens out and there's these big kind of sand pits it was cold it was like five degrees celsius which would be I don't know in the 60s oh. or you know and they just put a little uh, sepia tone on there, make it look like like summer, you know, or just, you know. Absolutely. Whatever. Like 100 degrees. Man, oh, wow. who would have
1: thunk it? <laughs> yeah. We were, like
2: shivering, you know. It's like, no, we have to run around because literally shaking, shivering.
1: <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I would have never known it was that cold.
0: <laughs> and yeah. who, would have, yeah. who would have thought you could film Afghanistan in Canada? You know? <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, we're. We're in the trenches over there, guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How'd you get all that equipment over there? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, what kind of what kind of research did you do to play Buzz? Did you just talk a lot with your dad, or did you actually shadow a soldier, or go through any kind of boot camp, or did you do anything to prepare for it? Or t- take us through that.
2: Yeah, I mean, most of it was was from my dad because growing up, you know, he has PTSD, and it's always kind of been uh, we've always been kind of influenced by him, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was that was kind of like the tough part. Um, and then growing up on the ranch, on the ranch, I know you know guns pretty well, and um, so I you know I kind of had the trainings with the the guns already, and then, but it was oh, mostly yeah. um. Mm-hmm. It was mostly just about yeah like the character wise um about talking to my dad a little bit um because to be honest i think this guy is not really you know he's kind of like a regular guy he gets thrust into a situation you know mm-hmm. um and he he handles it fairly well i guess in in the moment but mm-hmm. yeah i mean he, he wasn't necessarily like uh special ops type you know, <laughs> you, you right, know he just kind of right. did his did his work and he was able to to do a, a you know decent job when it counted um but yeah you know i was familiar with guns and you know uh i do a lot of like fitness training you know for the for this kind of thing you know uh, there's a famous gross mountains like a big uh brett or uh, matt damon used to do it when he was training for elysium or some movie you know it's kind of like, you know, you want to get real fit, you know, you go run up this mountain as fast as you can. So Grouse Mountain <laughs> in North Vancouver, it's a good one because it's intact, it's, imp- it's intense, tough. So, you know, you'd be running up that, um, you know, for the fitness kind of stuff. And that kind of puts you in the mindset of like, wow, you know, I, I definitely need to be, uh, I need to be killing it a lot better than this. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you know? for sure. But.
2: Yeah. So there's a couple of like the, it was, it's fun to do the, uh, the, um, the physical journey and stuff, but Mm -hmm. yeah, some of the the emotional stuff is, you know, it was, yeah, it was a bit kind of tough, I guess being, Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah, that is definitely. It's a very emotional episode. I mean, Ugh. so this episode is the second, correct, Cami? Yeah, this is The second yeah. one. So, um, and I've said this before on the podcast, but as soon sure as Samila oh. sees buzz in the background, I just start. Uh. Sobbing oh like my a baby. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my yeah. gosh. And I mean, I had already been teary-eyed from his um his talk with Oliver and Shane. And so it is just, it's a very emotional episode. And I, I feel like Martha Williamson, and we've say we say this all the time, she's a magical weaver of storylines and just pulling at the heartstrings and everything. So um, and just walking through Buzz's journey. And even though it was a 45 minute episode it was just so emotional and just to see his his growth um Mm -hmm. you know again it was it was very short because again 45 minute episode but seeing him from his past when he had rescued Samuela to returning home and you know struggling with PTSD to um finding the confidence to you know go to Samuela's graduation and see what an impact he had done was just you know amazing amazing and Mm -hmm. i i mean i can't say enough it's
2: yeah that's that's the real beauty of it you know um yeah it's about being able to overcome and um you know i've always been proud of of my dad and how he's held it together really well you know uh Mm -hmm. in all this and yeah and it's not always a story that gets told right Um, right right but we all hope hope that uh you're able to overcome or mm-hmm. to be able to find common ground yeah so that yeah. that was really yeah it was it's it's like playing it's a huge arc right and that's mm-hmm. it's a real juicy piece as far as that because you got this huge transformation you know mm-hmm. and that's what kind of you know that's what a good story is and you know you want to see it, a big transformation and, and the, you know uh being able to overcome like these struggles and hurdles that you have, and yeah, and a, a lot of people, you know, at the moment are, you know, it's, it's a big big thing that we, um, you know, that we have in our society, so
1: mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. So, where do you think that, um, but like your character, Buzz, where do you think he is now? So, um you know, we see that he was, obviously you don't wake up one day and you're cured from PTSD or anything. You know, that's a long process. And, you know, even still years and years later, people still do struggle with it, um, especially soldiers. So where do you think that buzz is now?
2: You know, I think he's, he's kind of, um, he took enjoyment, just some of the simplicity of you know, uh, in the, like the nature and just, you know, he's got a couple of friends, doesn't need much, you mm-hmm. know, in life, he doesn't need much. So I think, I think just finding that, that little bit of, um, happiness is, you know, enough to, to, uh, yeah, be happy, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, similar to kind of what my old man did, you know, he, he's found like a little routine that he likes and, and, you know, a couple of good friends and, you know, he checks in on his, uh, on his kids, every, you know, uh, and I think that's what he, what's, what Buzz would be doing, right? He'd be checking in to, um, to the, the people that you know, he got reconnected with and, and that's, that's good enough for him.
1: Yeah. So I would assume he, he, he went home to his mom, his mom who made the perfectly, uh, Perfect, br- perfect
2: brownies perfect yeah,
1: yes
0: practically yeah, pre- yeah. pegs practically perfect brownies,
2: perfect brownies. <laughs> yeah, totally, and maybe maybe it helps out on Sunday dinner, you know, yeah, nothing wrong <laughs> with helping mom in the kitchen of course. You know, not at all. Like these little these little things that give you and big enjoyment now, like uh being able to have a dinner um, you know and help mm-hmm. out and make a dinner, and you know um. I think you know those simple things. I like, you know it doesn't need to be complicated, right?
1: Right, right.
0: Well, I don't know if you're. I don't know if you're aware, but uh, Saturday, June twenty seventh was PTSD Awareness Day, and so that was one of the reasons why we're so glad that you're talking about uh, not only Buzzes dealing with PTSD, but. Uh, your dad and how he has dealt with his PTSD and just bringing Mm -hmm. awareness to the situation. And, uh, and just, uh, what was it, what was it like for you to create a character? You told us that you talked to your dad a lot, but what was it like for you to create a character that had to go through PTSD? What take us through that process?
2: Yeah. You know, like as an actor, I was trying to find this, connection like obviously you know i do research for you know um obviously the role and stuff and that's where you know i had you know my dad and stuff like that but obviously yeah i need something for myself personally to to connect with and Mm -hmm. yeah and so you know once i had that then then it's you know it's a no-brainer do the acting because you just kind of let it let it flow let let it happen um, and then you know I can react um, in the situation as you know organically, um, and that's that's kind of what I did, and that was the joy of doing it was was being able to to react um, kind of as myself and not something predetermined. You know, um, so a lot of that was it was almost like seeing it for the first time. Um, so it's really kind of rewarding in that in that way you know
0: well i tell you one thing for an organic performance you sure got one when 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 sammy runs off the stage in her one red sock right in the middle of her speech and the two of you just crash land into each other and can't be separated for anything there there's not a dry eye in the room anywhere <laughs> anytime that scene is watched it was that's an organic performance right mm-hmm. there
2: yeah totally. <laughs> oh. that, that, yeah knowing that was coming that made me so nervous too because i was like, oh
0: i oh, bet God, you were,
2: I i'm it. gonna like i want to hold it together but, but i don't know if i can you know i'm just gonna we're gonna ball my eyes out as well you know it's, it's, <laughs> oh God. it's just mm-hmm. a relief uh to, to build up to that point and then, and then just, you know, it's beautiful to be able to just let it go. And I, you know, I think that's kind of what his character did. Yeah. Um. It's funny, like, oh, just let it go after all these years and, um. yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was all coming to the climax and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, speaking of re- reunions, um, have you personally experienced a time where you've re- reconnected with someone after so many years? Like Buzz and Sammy had reconnected after um, um, years and years?
2: Actually, probably one of, it, it's more like the opposite of of the question where I'm going to reconnect uh, actually, but like when my time in London, you know, one of my best friends, I, we only knew each other for six months or whatever, mm-hmm. but we kind of went through a lot of stuff together. It was a really mm-hmm. condensed period of time. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then I had to move out of London. I came back to Vancouver for like 10 years. Um. So I didn't, we just kept in touch, but I wasn't able to, we didn't see each other for 10 years. Wow. Um, but I was able to, I was able to, um, I was like, you know what? I, you know, I had some extra money off this, this thing I did. And I was like, bro, I know you're busy, but listen, I'll buy your ticket and you just come over. Right. And we'll go hang out for like a week. And he was like, yeah, all right, let's do it.
3: Yeah. that's so, awesome. You know, yeah.
2: And, yeah. And so we, we made it happen. And then it was like, you know, after finally 10 years and we always said, you know, we just pick up where we left off and it was, you know, and that's kind of why it works is, you just pick off where you left off you know and mm-hmm. that's that's one of the reasons also why I'm, I'm moving on this. like tomorrow I'm moving to Portugal <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah Whoa,
0: that wow that's that's a move yeah <laughs>
2: yeah. It, uh, yeah and you know and one of the reasons too is to have some some of my close friends uh in my life more frequently and
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know it's um I got a visa and you know I'll Vancouver is always here uh, for me
3: and
2: um, mm-hmm. stuff and things that things are kind of a lot online right now. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, even with my agent, I'll be auditioning, you know, and, and people in general will be auditioning, uh, just doing by taped auditions, you know? So mm-hmm. even though I'm over there, everything's just kind of keeps going. Right. 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 So, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that was that reconnection, uh, story.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That I mean, I would so want cool. my friend to call me up and be like, "Hey, we haven't seen each other in 10 years. Let me buy you a ticket. Come see me." I would yeah. totally be up for that. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes you got to make the effort to um you know, otherwise you you do lose touch, you know. Yeah. And for sure. That's just kind of like, oh, if you envision what I want for my life in the future, like I'm 34, mm-hmm. you know, I still got some ways to go, but if I don't kind of make things happen now then you know then it's probably not going to happen so it's kind of like you just just got to do it and build build your life the way you want it to go yeah. at least so in the future you can you can do it yeah yeah
0: so a uh, question coming from the makeup chair oh,
2: yeah.
0: how how long were you in that makeup chair to get that effect the of the of, yeah. the of the hairy man <laughs>
2: the hair, yeah that was uh yeah it was probably like two or three hours uh, wow
0: that long hours.
2: huh yeah it, they did such a great job though you know um,
0: yeah
2: yeah that hair uh, I got a couple of photos of it that I just yeah it's, it was a ton of fun man like you know I love I love like letting people do the work and the makeup mm-hmm. lady is always having like you know they do a lot of work and it's it's so good and they're in their element and you're kind of like you know don't fall asleep don't nod your head over work on your head here you know and it's really i love to see other people in their element right as well
0: yeah Um, sure yeah
2: and yeah it it was pretty funny and yeah putting the beard on and yeah it was a lot of fun
0: did you use gum did you use spirit gum or did you use something else
2: um, no, they got their own, I don't know, I forget what they used. It was like, half the time I couldn't see, right? And they used, right. like, hitting <laughs> head left and right. You're like, oh, all right. Just as long as it doesn't fall off.
1: Use like, whatever <laughs> you have to. <laughs> yeah.
2: There's nothing permanent.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: right. Yeah.
2: That's funny. Before that, the, the scene in the church, actually, mm-hmm. um, The director, he's like, oh, you should take it for a spin. I was like, yeah, of course. So I remember it's in this, it's like downtown Vancouver. I'm all dressed up in my, kind of my homeless garb, you know. And And yeah, so I just kind of walked around a couple blocks, you know, on our, um, while we're breaking for lunch. And it was before my, my scene. So it was able to, I was able to kind of, you know, I, it helped definitely put me in uh the, in the frame of mind, you know, about, mm, right. You know, feeling a bit like uh like you don't belong or something. Mm-hmm. But um and it actually was you know, it's kind of you see people looking at you strange and stuff like
3: that. Yeah.
2: So it you know, it's it kind of feels a little depressing.
3: Mm-hmm. But
2: it <laughs> I mean it was fun, but you also kind of feel bad, you know, for uh for other people who are in in the situation yeah.
1: yeah yeah and that that's also kind of an interesting thing that you did because you know in that moment you're not walking around as joel you're walking around as buzz so yeah. getting into that mindset you know that's that's interesting
2: what did i yeah, to yeah, do that you know, you know? anything helps they do all this work and you know i think i was in i was only in that for a. A day mm-hmm,
3: that mm-hmm. costume
2: you know and the the church scene was quite it was a long time to film it because it was kind of a long scene mm-hmm, um yeah. and you know um you also want to you know you want to take a first spin you want to take it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> have a little fun with it yeah. yeah you know
2: it's like listen we don't it was, it was such a draining emotional scene and by the end you know you're just like exhausted and i mm-hmm. like yeah i'll be able just You know, just walk around a bit more and and lighten it up as well, Mm -hmm. you know, and get a coffee at the Starbucks. (laughs) (laughs)
0: All that hair. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I'll have like a double double. You know? (laughs) Like what? Your voice is so weird, bro.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the fun side of it.
1: Yeah. Did you have a a favorite scene to film
2: or was there a
1: hardest scene that you had filmed?
2: Um, I love the military um, flashbacks because mm-hmm. it was all the action stuff you know. Like, yeah. And there's a lot of you know it was, it was a well built set you know and stuff was on fire and I forget if they kind of cut out one one scene where it was like slow motion and I was.
0: No, no it's there.
2: I know the slow motion run, but I I think, I thought there was one more where I kind of like dodged one of the fires, just in one of the takes.
3: Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't know if they
2: used it, but it was, I knew it looked bomber (laughs) (laughs) because it was like, I knew that I almost ran into the flame, right. And the flame was like going by, but still like the, the, that one shot, you know, it's all kind of like a one shot and then you Mm -hmm. get to the chopper. And then the, the chopper was on a crane, which was cool. But it oh. wasn't really going. And then there's huge fans at the top. You know, so you don't <laughs> want to just have a real chopper if you don't need to. Yeah. But that's where the practical side was, you know, it, it's it was really a ton of fun because there was like extras running around and, mm-hmm. you know, um, my buddy uh, in the chopper there who's, you know, it was nice to, to act with some, other, with some other actors, you know, doing some other action stuff and, mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it was a pretty heroic uh, scene. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, heroic.
0: Sure. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty heroic. Yeah. Pretty heroic. Yeah. Yeah. You could, you could say that. Yeah. We yeah. uh, we taught when we did the recap of the episode, we just, I, oh gosh, I, I got teary eyed when we talked about the F equals friend across Samila's mm-hmm. eyes and mm-hmm. just, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was, yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know how you did it because I would assume that it would have to be one take and it was kind of in the middle of the pillowcase. So I don't know how you tore it just perfectly to get the F for friend across her eyes, but it was incredibly effective.
2: Yeah, that's, that's, um, kudos to like the set deck and, and, uh, continuity and all Mm -hmm. those other magic people behind Mm -hmm. who are like, Hey, listen, you have to pull it here right <laughs> right, right we're going again but he I mean, still had to make
0: it look right. spontaneous so that yeah was, yeah yeah but
2: that's uh, you know i i don't remember how many times he did it but it's yeah and that's kind of those little things that it was important to to get that
3: mm-hmm.
2: get that right you know um nice little nice nice little easter egg there
3: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, Joel, thank you so very much for sharing your experience and your mm. thoughts with us. We really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, not a problem at all, man. It was a lot of fun. I'm glad that you guys uh, loved watching yeah, it. Over yeah.
0: and over and over. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yes, I think this is one of the, the Postable's favorite episodes.
0: I could say it that very up, safely. Yeah, yeah, it comes
1: up mm-hmm. quite a bit.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun, you know. Um, that's, that's why I could, I can't stop acting. You know, those, there's so many stories to tell and, mm-hmm. and it's really important to, uh, to keep telling them, you know, yeah. you've got to keep telling the stories, man. There's one of the best ways to, to learn and then bring light on to, to stuff. So, mm-hmm.
0: well, do you have any social media that you'd like to share, especially since you're going to be moving to Portugal? <laughs> so. Yeah,
2: you can follow, um, I'm trying to be more active on on social media but I think now um because Instagram can just like post to the rest of the things you know I -hmm. I kind of only just do Instagram now so it's joel.berg.129
0: all right
2: yeah and you know there's a lot of stuff in the works and stay tuned Uh, one of the reasons I'm moving to Portugal at least for this time is to be able to uh to create some of my own projects, which been, uh, have been in the works for a little while. And, um, right. I can finally have a little bit more time to, to, uh, yeah, to, to set those off. So that's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, wonderful. Well, thank you so much again for coming on and say bye to the postables.
2: Yeah. <laughs> thanks guys so much. Goodbye. Good night. Bon noite. noit. Yeah. Thanks for your time. That was awesome. Thank,
1: thank you. you. We appreciate it.
2: Yeah. Bye-bye.
1: So Kami, that was such a great discussion with Joel and just learning about, you know, a little bit more about him and learning about his dad. I mean Oh my gosh. His dad was an American soldier who had PTSD. He was I mean, born to play that role. Right. I mean, <laughs> talk about full circle right there too. Yes. And he gave some fun facts. I mean, you know, afterwards too
0: yeah so uh postables we weren't able to record this but after after we got off with him he told us about the two actresses who played samila so he said that he and rami who played uh the older samila that the two of them became very good friends and then he talked about Anaya, who played a uh, young Samila, how it was one of her very first jobs and he was, and she was a little nervous around him. And the thing that really made him, the thing that really made her nervous was when she was blindfolded and carry and being carried to the chopper with all of these explosions and blasts happening. And he kept on trying to comfort her and calm her and saying, I promise I will carry you very gently and I will place you in the chopper. I will not drop you. So we couldn't record it because we were going too long, but it was a, it was a great thing that he just kind of added in a little tidbit there. Yeah,
1: that was super fun. And you know, good luck to him that he's definitely one to watch for, especially with just his talent in doing special effects or visual effects and
0: visual effects Uh
1: acting. So super fun.
0: We're going to keep our eyes out.
1: Yes, for sure. Now we now... get to talk to Tammy Gillis. Everybody knows and loves Tammy Gillis. I mean, she's done so many roles in Hallmark. Um, and we're very excited to talk to her about her experiences in science Delivered as Randolyn Amadon. Amadon. So are you ready to talk to? I'm ready. Tammy? Let's do this. All right. <laughs> Hey, Tammy, thanks so much for joining us on our special 4th of July episode on Deliver Me a Podcast, an offshoot of the Hallmarkies podcast. And I believe the last time you were on the Hallmarkies podcast was March 2018. So you've definitely done a lot since then. And I know we're going to talk more about Signed, Sealed, Delivered, but I just have to say... I just have to say it. Oh, boy. Your, here she goes. Your, <laughs> your <laughs> performance in Aurora Tea Garden, a game of oh. cat and mouse. <laughs> so, okay, so they had Niall and he was newer, and then they bring you on, and I'm like, oh, it's Tammy Gillis. This is so awesome. Maybe she's going to be a regular. This is so great. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not going to be a regular. <laughs> and then you went from like the nice professor to like the crazy. Like, murder, and you had like the crazy eyes going. I was like, oh my gosh, what is going on right now? So, I just have to say, your performance in that was fantastic. It's probably one of my favorite of the recent ones that you've done, just because I was so like shook.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. First of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm really honored to be here. Uh, And I'm so happy you loved Aurora. Aurora was so much fun. Oh, just like that. Just to, like I've worked and known Nile, I've worked with Nile and I've known Nile for a long time. So it was fun to uh, be able to sort of play in banter with him. He's mm-hmm. such a fun actor. And then Candace is really, really great as well. Uh, and then just get to be able to like, pull out the full crazy and I'd have to constantly be like, you have to let me know if it's too crazy because <laughs> I'm having so much fun.
1: Oh yeah. You could totally tell y'all had a lot of fun on that set. Because- I went
0: back and forth. Yeah. She's the killer. No, she's not. She's the killer. No, she's not. Oh my gosh. She's the killer.
4: <laughs> <laughs> what well, was funny? Cause Miranda was like, maybe they're finally going to let me have a friend. Maybe, I know you're going to jail, but maybe when
1: you get back out, and I'm like, I don't think she's coming out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I had that same thought too because you guys were pretty close, um, your, y'all's characters, and, oh. you know, also you being another teacher, and I'm like, surely, you know, this upstanding citizen of a teacher who's friends upstanding. with, you know, yeah. police officers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I just have to say that was so much fun, and... i I don't know maybe there will be redemption for brie carson maybe if they (laughs) they get engaged or married maybe she'll break out of jail (laughs) well they
0: got engaged so is she gonna break out and show up at the wedding
4: you (laughs) You never know you never know know. (laughs)
1: <laughs> too fine <laughs> well um another project you've done and it's been a few years has been the two movies in signed sealed delivered truth be told and impossible dream as Re- lieutenant randy lynn amadon um so when we were pitching out to the postables and you know there were huge fans huge huge fans out there on twitter who do you want us to get who do you want to hear from Everybody is like, Tammy Gillis, we want want (laughs) Tammy Gillis. You were like top five of the people. Oh, Um, that's amazing. I feel so... so
0: that makes me feel so good yeah <laughs> your they... character was amazing oh I, yes. I just watched i just watched uh, the impossible dream today and i told casey i got on i got on to start the meeting and i'm like oh gosh get get the tears out get the tears out because <laughs> i was still crying from it yeah
4: yeah <laughs> that was a really really uh, really special two movies that project um yeah I was really really honored to do it um and Martha just writes so beautifully and what was really one of the things that was really special is actually that Mark Valley was in uh it as well and Mark and I have been friends for a really long time and Mark actually served he did a couple of tours Uh, And so he shared some of his experiences about that with me and then it was so crazy that he ended up being in the episode and then I was playing this character and um we actually the night before we started filming we met up and just like had a big chat about a lot of the stuff and so it was just so amazing to get to work with him finally because he's so talented but also just you know be able to honor this really incredible character and have Mm -hmm. a little bit of his insight into it yeah that's really awesome
0: did you do any other research
4: on uh, playing tell us about it yeah i did a ton of research actually um after, did you actually attend a boot camp? I did, did not. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Too bad. <laughs> I have gone to boot camps, but not like a military army sort okay. of boot camp. Uh, but uh, when the very first day of shooting on the first movie, uh, Martha came into my trailer and let me know that there was going to be a second one because at that oh. point they didn't oh, actually know. No. And it was one of the very first times that Hallmark had ever approved a movie without having a script. She hadn't even finished writing it yet. Mm-hmm. Wow. So she kind of told me what was going to happen to my character that um, in The Impossible Dream, sort of what was going to happen, that she was going to be rescued. So she wanted me to think about maybe what she had gone through when she had been captured and held in captivity. like. Would she have, if she was hurt, where would she have been hurt? What did that have felt like to heal? Would she, you know, have lost significant amount of weight? Um, Like all of those kinds of things. And then mentally, where would that sit with her? So I watched a lot of documentaries and I read um, a bunch of different books. Uh, It's funny because it's been so long now, but there's that one American female that was kind of younger that was abducted she was captured um and then they ended going over there and rescuing her and so i watched actually the entire rescue video of when they touched down and them going in in the middle of the night and like it was crazy Mm -hmm. um and then reading her book about what she had gone through It was Mm -hmm. pretty intense, yeah. And then reading her book and then just all the footage and everything surrounding it and looking at um, a bunch of different ones because there hasn't been a lot about a woman Mm -hmm. that's been held. You know, a lot of it is men because obviously there are more men. Um, So it was interesting to hear and read her perspective on it and sort of what uh, Randy Lynn may have been going through.
0: Mm -hmm. What kind of things did you take and put into Randallin?
4: Uh, the survival, mm-hmm. being a survivor. And the thing too, that uh, was very, very important was all she wanted. It's so funny. I'm getting so emotional. This happened no, hey, so long ago. So are we. So it's all good. <laughs> yeah. um, it's like, all she wanted to do was get back to her daughter.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. You know? And it's like, it was crazy shooting like that whole all the sequences of like her hiking up the hill and falling down the hill and Mm -hmm. it was really interesting because at many times I was the only actor on set so (laughs) it's just like me and the crew but the crew also know I'm going through this crazy craziness that they it was interesting because they would I would be kind of separated from them so it was a bit of a like isolating experience in the shooting itself
0: Mm -hmm. i didn't even Um, think about that of course yes you're the only one on set for probably days at a time
4: yeah and it was crazy because we were shooting in this gravel pit in victoria and it was like 35 degrees which is like what like 90 maybe hotter than that yeah Yeah. yeah blazing sun and really super dusty And so it was just, it was exhausting in that sense, but it was, that was also kind of beneficial because Mm -hmm. it really gave a sense of uh, what it would have been like. And we shot a couple of days, especially at the end, way into the night. And the very last day of shooting, we shot for like 16 hours and I didn't get home until like 7 a.m. I was supposed to fly out at noon and I slept right
1: through all the alarms. (laughs) Oh (laughs) no! (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I'm sure that was able, you know, you were able to also take the isolation and just like embody the character just fully 100%. And, you know, also being, ex- I'm sure exhausted, yeah. which obviously Randi would have been, you know, really tired and exhausted Completely. and just emotionally, physically, mentally. And um, yeah, that, that whole storyline for me, I mean, the, Cammy and I have talked about this a million times. A lot. (laughs) (laughs) Sob. uh, Impossible dream. I mean, that. I mean, the when you come out of the airplane, I just start like crying. (laughs) And um, Megan, I think was the name of. Yeah, uh, Megan. Yes, yes, and she's like, "Mom, mommy, mama." I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" (laughs) Like, oh, like pause the TV. Let's just full on cry. Okay, now we can continue. Yeah, that was really
4: emotional for all of us I shooting bet. it. Mm-hmm. Um, like literally, we all cried on every take. And <laughs> the director's like, "You guys need to save it for like coverage." We <laughs> <It It> can't, <laughs> and that's exactly it. We're like, we can't. Like this is impossible. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it was just it was just so emotional. The two the two
0: parts that got me. They weren't even entire scenes. The two parts that got me were Randy Lynn in the chopper. Mm -hmm. You can just see the relief on your face. I'm rescued. I'm going to be okay. But she's a soldier. She's going to hold it together. And so just tears streaming down your dirty face with America, the beautiful playing in the background. I lost it. I (laughs) completely lost it that. And, um, I, I also, I also love to sing as well. So music hits me home really, really strongly. So you going through your trek Mm. and your journey with impossible dreams singing, and then you clawing with that big, huge Belting out of Star, like I, I I can't watch it anymore. (laughs) I was sobbing. Those Mm -hmm. are the two parts that because the reunion, of course, got me. But those other two parts, I just, I lost it. I Mm -hmm. lost it completely, and it was just so beautiful, so well written, so well executed. We here on our podcast we call Martha the Weaver and just how she weaves things together so beautifully and it just, yeah, those, those were the two parts that got me.
4: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Martha writes so beautifully and she's such a brilliant, like powerful, intelligent woman. Mm -hmm. She's just, it's inspiring being around her.
1: Yeah, I'm sure.
0: So what, what appealed to you about taking this role? What what made you want to audition and then accept the role
4: of Randallin? It's to, it, for me it felt like it was something totally different than from what Hallmark really does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I think Martha was even surprised that they approved the storyline, but then she sort of snuck in. She's like this is a lot heavier than Hallmark does but they already approved it so she's like i'm gonna try and push it for the reality of it as far Mm -hmm. as i can yay (laughs) which was awesome because like it's true like so many people really really love it Mm -hmm. um so i think that you know that was a risk worth worth taking and i'm so i'm so absolutely happy and lucky that she gave me that heads up because then I really could dig in and I wanted to honor, um, the people that go and fight for Mm -hmm. our freedoms. You know, I wanted to do it justice and I wanted to make sure that I just honored those people.
0: Yeah. When this is the only storyline that got two movies. This Mm -hmm. this is the only one that continues over. So there was something incredibly special and incredibly meaningful about about this this storyline. So yeah, it it was a story that needed to be
1: told, that deserved Mm -hmm. to be told, and that was very well told. Um, It was just so incredible. Such an incredible storyline. And I know the Postables, this is one of the ones that is a a top favorite for sure. And especially with the letter story Mm -hmm. always comes up. So where do you think your character, Randy Lynn, would be now? You know, we see her coming off the plane and she reunites with her father and her daughter. Um, and then that's that's what we know. <laughs> have you ever thought about that? Well, yeah,
4: it was kind of like, what, what would life have looked like after that for her? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like overall, she was treated fairly well over there. Um, But like, that's something Martha wanted me to think about, like, did she go through any abuse of any kind? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think like, she probably needed a little therapy when she got back Mm -hmm. and mm, spent a lot of time obviously with her family and her daughter. But I I feel like she maybe would have taken that and then found a way to help maybe other people that have gone through a circumstance similar to that. So definitely stayed in the army and then maybe you know became some sort of therapist or specialist in some sort of way
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i could totally see that um you know especially given her situation and you know having her whole family her late husband was in the military her father was in the military and you know raising a strong young woman making sure you know every great example (laughs) for her so yeah and then where? how do you picture Randy Lynn handling all the negative press that had surrounded her during that time?
4: Well, it's, that's sort of interesting because I don't feel like she would have been really aware of it. Mm-hmm.
3: So this mm-hmm. would have
4: been like after the fact, right? Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: So uh, I feel like the strong reactions both of you had is that that's the way that people do have that reaction to women Mm -hmm. as mothers, if something like that happens. I actually did a feature film where the mom kind of, she wasn't the best mom. She had a lot of problems. She was really depressed and she ended up leaving. And then her son kind of broke up with her and said, don't come home. And then she made it her mission to win him back. Mm
3: -hmm. And
4: I feel like that may be a part of like the whole therapy side that maybe she brings like a little bit of light to -hmm. that and not the stigma that women are immediately judged for it Mm -hmm. versus men. Like men don't get the same, quite the same reaction when they leave their child. Right. Uh, So I feel like maybe she would do something in that realm so that she could turn that negative thing into a bit of a positive and maybe help some people or get people to look at things in a different way.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. In that realm, it's a powerful story. I mean, if it happened in real life, I, that, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that would
0: be a story
1: for the ages, yes. that's for sure. Yes. Uh,
0: what language were you speaking? Was it Arabic in Impossible Dream?
4: Oh my goodness. Let me think. That was so hard to memorize, by the way. <laughs> that, that's what I was going to ask
0: you. Where, how how were you able to wrap your tongue around that?
4: <laughs> it was It was really, really hard. They gave it to us like, two weeks in advance, uh, that's and good. somebody to work with, but literally it's just like memorizing words that don't have an attachment to anything. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Was it, was it Arabic? I'm not sure if it was Arabic. I wanted to say Farsi for some reason, okay. but I don't think that's mm-hmm. it either. Oh, okay. I'm not 100% sure what it was, but it was a very mm-hmm. specific one. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. If you ask me to remember that dialogue now, there's oh, no. no way. <laughs> <I> never,
0: <laughs> won't, won't, ask, won't ask you to repeat any of it. <laughs> yeah.
1: So um, just a little fun question for you, you know, with makeup, how long were you in the makeup chair for, you know, to get all the effects of, you know, Randy Lynn. Um, for after your leg. After Yeah.
4: Well, it was interesting because, like, for her, I had – my hair, when I booked it, was blonde, so they dyed it brown. Okay. And then I wore a wig when we were in Impossible Dream to show yeah. that it had been like two years she'd been uh, away.
0: Okay. Okay. Okay.
4: Cause they were like, are they going to give her a haircut? Probably not. <laughs> right? oh, yeah. Your hair was covered the whole time. So I didn't really notice it. Yeah, Shame to say. Right. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so for makeup, I had no makeup. They rubbed fake dirt on me, but then as the day would progress, I would just get dirtier and dirtier. <laughs> so they wouldn't do any, And like sweaty and dirty. And so like they'd have a bit of dirt on me. And depending on where we were at, they might have had to match some of the dirt. Mm-hmm. But that what was interesting is the leg wound took like two and a half hours. Wow. But Hallmark they don't show certain things mm-hmm. um so they couldn't actually even show the wound that we had to cover it with a thing so we didn't even need to spend all the time <laughs> doing it um i i beg to
0: differ there's a it's it's brief I, but there's a shot of it and I, I had to i had to have my little girl turn away because oh she, <laughs> she's afraid of blood so what yeah. was
4: interesting, because some so people I, saw it and I they're like, oh goal. my goodness, what happened to you? And I'm like, no, no, no,
1: it's not real. It <laughs> <Not laughs> oh, definitely looks real. <laughs> big, blood, big blood,
4: big yeah. blood. Yeah. It looked nasty.
1: Yeah. 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 So it's very authentic. All the, all the dart and all that. <laughs> yeah. It's did you,
0: time. did you perform your own stunt of rolling down the hill?
4: No. What was crazy is both of the stunts. Like when she falls out of the helicopter uh-huh yeah mm-hmm. so I fell out of the helicopter but oh I'm like maybe I don't know like 10 feet which is still far
3: it's pretty far when you're going
4: backwards <laughs> out and uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't fall on the ground um we cheated that with I was standing and then I would fall Okay, so that, but I when I fell out of the helicopter they had Um, cardboard boxes and then mats on top of that so Mm -hmm. even when I hit that it was still like oh felt that Um, and then when rolling falling down the hill we did it in three sections so the very top I rolled a couple of times and the stunt coordinator was there to catch me and I almost (sighs) took him down with me one of those times and I was like (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm not ready for this. (laughs) And then we shot me rolling a couple of times at the bottom, Mm -hmm. Uh and then kind of like the middle chunk was the actual. There was a stunt girl who also fell out of the plane, which like so high, like forty feet. I was just like, it was insane. Um, But she rolled all the way down the hill.
1: Oh wow! Oh my god! Oh wow!
4: It, like in even like in Aurora Tea garden, when I get like taken out uh, the mm-hmm. stunt, like the we'll do it, and the actors will get like the easy little part, and I'm like, oh, that doesn't look that hard, and then you'll see the stunt. people do it, and you're like, there's no way. Never that mind <laughs> How are you How are you all right right now? <laughs> right? Yeah, wow. <laughs> that is yeah. Crazy. I'm always really grateful
1: for all the incredible stunt people I've worked with. Oh my goodness. oh, I'm sure. I mean, I would be terrified in my of, like, out of my mind falling 10 feet, <laughs> to no, be quite honest.
4: No. <laughs> well, the thing is, I, is, I wasn't really a- expecting them to go up as high as they did. And then, oh, like, no! action. And so I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> But even, like, the very first part of rolling down the hill, that was really scary. Because it was yeah. really steep. And if yeah. it was just full trust in this guy that he was going to catch me. Yeah.
1: wow so do you have a um favorite scene that you filmed in either of those two movies specifically i I love doing all of it it felt like all of the stuff when we were in pretend
4: afghanistan like the sneaking out and like this trekking and all it's it's just it's so fun as an actor to do stuff you haven't done before, mm-hmm. yeah. and especially with the amount of work I put into it and how invested I really felt in it i like I loved working on it so much um and definitely the the airplane scene was you know a beautiful moment, but it was mm-hmm. so like that was really hard to go through, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm sure. Yeah, did you have a hardest scene to film? If that was probably one of them, just because it was mm-hmm.
4: so emotionally overwhelming, especially with everybody else's reactions mm-hmm. to what was going on. Yeah. Um, and also the scene where I do get rescued—that was really hard as well. Mm-hmm. Just like. Not even being able to comprehend what going through something like that would Mm -hmm. be like. Yeah.
0: Did they have did they have music playing in the background so you could kind of react in time with it? Or
4: no, it was just all raw.
0: No. Wow.
4: And the thing is, is like that wasn't a real helicopter, even. It was the shell of a helicopter Mm -hmm. that they were lifting up and down on a crane. Yeah. And they had all these wind machines. So it was just like dust and like it was (laughs) and you couldn't hear anything because they're so loud
1: Mm -hmm. oh of course yeah that makes sense
4: yeah
0: we talked to uh we talked to joel berg who played buzz in one of the episodes of the tv series and so he talked about filming in Victoria in the fake Afghanistan mm-hmm. and th- having the helicopter shell on a crane going up and down yeah. so, and just how noisy everything was. So I can, oh man, I can only
4: imagine that you would say, action, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just like, I'm just going to do this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just start acting now, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. I actually wow. had one more question. Yeah, had, sure. When you get off the plane, I know, something I noticed is your hair is not in a bun. Was there a particular reason for that? Because, of course, we know that usual army regulations, you would have your hair back but it's in more of a half ponytail was there any specific reason for that or just giving her a break after being in captivity or it's uh or was that
4: That's, that's an interesting question i think that they wanted to have it down to maybe show like such the difference between when she originally went over and she had Mm -hmm. short hair and she was like very formal and sort of very, I don't want to say tough, but she was like, she was a stronger woman. Mm -hmm. And I feel like maybe having it down and making it softer was that because she wasn't exactly the same person as she was before. Mm -hmm. She's a survivor now, you know, more vulnerable. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay.
0: That makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah.
1: And maybe too, she's also coming home, not just as a soldier, but as a mom too. So it Mm kind of shows the distinguish, you know, distinguishes, you know, soldier. And then with the short hair and the, you know, very, you know, firm body movements and like mom who long hair, warm embracing. I don't know.
4: Yeah, totally. And it was interesting because like I lost probably at least 10 pounds in between the movies so I even feel like like when I come out of the plane uh, I we also had wrote like come up with the idea that she'd maybe broken her leg when she fell out of the helicopter and so it hadn't really healed properly so she has like a bit of a limp so I felt like she was just she looked a little bit more fragile too Mm -hmm.
1: yeah yeah that makes sense Oh, that's a good question, Gammy <laughs> like, like i trying to think through that last scene of, you know, the difference, but. I cool. still got it in me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All those instincts kicking in. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you so much, Tammy. You have given us such a great insight into, you know, both Truth Be Told and Impossible Dream. And, you know, thank you so much for sharing your experiences. It's a very special movie and you are so special to the Postables. Like I said, they are such a huge, huge, huge fans. Oh, thank you so much. The first thing I want to say is you guys are so much fun. Thank you for
4: asking me to do this. It's an <laughs> honor. And also like we... The people, all the people that I work with on Hallmark and especially the people that do a lot of Hallmark, we just love you guys so much. The Hallmarkies and the Postables and how much you engage with us and uh, give us this feedback on, you know, like it really, it's so beautiful for us to hear because we love making these movies and we love putting this out there and just knowing that you guys love it as much as we do makes our job like. Incredible. Well,
0: we could watch these two movies on repeat.
4: (laughs) (laughs) No question. Extra boxes of Kleenex around the house. Oh my gosh.
1: For sure. (laughs) Do you have any upcoming Hallmark movies you can tease? Not right now, but okay.
4: fingers crossed because boy have they been coming down the pipe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. And hopefully we can get our, you know, Darcy number three with yeah, Darcy number yeah,
3: three.
1: With um <laughs> Henry and Jen. Is it Jen? Is your character Jenna? Jenna. Jenna, yeah. Jenna, right. yes. Like I said, it's been a while since I've no. seen them. So. <laughs> Come there's, on, there's Casey. There's a lot of, <laughs> <laughs> a lot yourself, of Hallmark movies. <laughs> you call yourself a fan. <laughs> do you have any um social media you want to shout out or sure, yeah i have um i
4: have instagram facebook and twitter and it's all at real tammy gillis i'm generally on instagram the most but i live tweet always on twitter which is oh. so fun yeah. like the last uh marrying mr darcy was insane for the amount of fan engagement. Like it was the most, I think, social media movie ever. We were trending like two hours ahead of it airing in New York. We were like, what's happening? This <laughs> is crazy. That's so but yeah, we love it.
1: Awesome. All right. Well, you guys go follow Tammy and watch for her, hopefully, fingers crossed, new movies for Hallmark, and we are cheering you on. Thank you so much again. Thank you so much. All right. Bye, Hallmarkies. Bye. Tammy. that was so much fun talking oh to Tammy and hearing about all her tidbits on, you know, Truth Be Told and Impossible Dream. She is just such a delight is it too much to say that i kind of idolize her you know i mean to be quite honest with you i didn't realize it but everything i've seen her in and i've is amazing i I love her i I know Oh, she is so awesome. She's she definitely is. one of my favorites for sure.
0: I know. She, I mean, every time you see that Tammy is going to be in something, you, you immediately you know, say, it's okay, good. yeah, oh yeah. Her, let's watch for her because it's going to be great. Yeah. So um, I realized when she was talking about Aurora, that she had worked with Niall in Frozen in Love, and she played his ex-girlfriend. Oh, so yeah. I totally forgot about that until she was talking about how she had worked with Niall. And so, you know, seeing, even even seeing her play, play the angry ex-girlfriend slash boss woman is, mm-hmm. it, it, I still love watching her. So, yeah, you
1: know,
0: and then she plays somebody like Randy and just.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, your heart uh, just melts. Absolutely. And I mean, she, and it's funny too, with these two movies, she really doesn't have a whole lot of like lines that she says. No, it's not all, really. you know, just, you know, her character and we just see the journey and we don't, we, you know, we see the actions and we see the emotion from her and it's just so moving and you know, she's just such an incredible person.
0: Yeah. And. I mean, when she talked about how she was the only person on set, I kind of hit, I wanted to hit my forehead and go, duh. Yes, (laughs) of course she is. But you don't even think about that because it's happening right in the middle Mm -hmm. of everything. And so it just, oh, and what a, what a powerful, powerful performance. I I still can't get over it. Like I said, I watched it earlier today to, to get ready. And I, I was still crying. So. Yeah, yeah,
1: I cry every time. I mean, no. we already know that. That goes. We already saying. know that,
0: and we don't have <laughs> Jess. We don't have Jess to be our mop. Dang it! Yeah,
1: we don't have the mop today. We don't have the mop. <laughs> oh man. Well. This has been such a fun little episode that we kind of threw together and honor of, you know, 4th of July and the actors who played soldiers in the Signs Still Delivered series. And, um, you know, we know this one was a bit of a different episode. So let us know if, you know, how you liked it. Should we do more of these you know, coming up. um, Did you like the surprise? Yeah. (laughs) Let us know. Let us know. We are always up for any ideas that you guys might have. So, um, thank you guys so much for all your support. I hope you have a wonderful 4th of July. And if you are not American, I hope you have a wonderful Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Happy 4th. 4th.